Hello boys and girls, this is Miss Bryan. We're gonna try something a little differently today just to kind of spice it up a little bit. All right, so you just read the poem, The War Works Hard. Now, we need to analyze the poem on a deeper level and I really want you to read like a writer. In other words, I want you to attempt to see the poem from the writer's perspective. And we're gonna ask ourselves, like, why did she do what she did? Because we're ultimately trying to get into her head. All right, so let's get started. I'm gonna pose some questions to you. I'm gonna guide you in annotating the poem. So you're probably gonna to need to pause this audio as needed so that you can complete each direction that I give you. Feel free to use the charts that I've given you and any other resources you might need. All right, so let's get this party started. All right, number one, at the surface level, this author seems to be pretty positive about war. Can you highlight evidence for me of a seemingly positive view of war at the beginning of the poem? Now, I'd like you to highlight evidence of a seemingly positive view of war at the end of the poem. All right, number two. In the first stanza, the author uses a metaphor. Can you find it? If you can, I want you to highlight it. And I want you to write some annotations beside it, really describing why you think the author uses that metaphor. I think it's pretty powerful if you really think about it. All right, number three. As the poem continues, the author uses a series of positive verbs to show what the war does, like it's accomplished a lot. Two examples include um, the verbs contributes and provides, and both of these are in the second stanza. And both usually have positive connotations. If you're contributing to something or providing something, that sounds pretty positive. What I want you to do is circle all the positive verbs that you see. And remember, verbs are things you do, like you walk, you run, you talk. What are some of the things that war is doing? All right, number four. Now that you've found the positive verbs, I want you to notice that after each of those positive verbs, the author has juxtaposed or placed side by side um, this negative image. So following each positive verb is a negative image. For example, let's take the word or the verb provides, for instance. After provides, the author juxtaposes this image of food for flies. Well, that's clearly negative. So, so what exactly is the war providing? It's providing food, which at first sounds really good. And then you keep reading and you say, well, food for flies. Uh, well, goodness, that must be the bodies of dead soldiers or dead civilians. So here's what I want you to do now. After each positive verb that you just circled for me just a little bit ago, I want you to now put a box around the negative images that the, ox, the author juxtaposes against those positive verbs. So put a box around all the negative images that come after those positive verbs. All right, number five. I want you to pick at least five of those negative images that really strike you the most. I mean, they really, I don't know, do something to your heart. Beside those boxed in images, I want you to make some notes and some annotations about those images. What is that really saying? What, is, what does each image really say and why does that really hit your heart? All right, number six. So we've really analyzed the imagery and we know that imagery creates mood. 
That's why we use images in our writing. We're trying to create a certain mood. So based on the images you've analyzed, how would you describe the overall mood in the poem? And I'd like you to list some of those really strong mood words um, somewhere on the page in a blank spot. All right, number seven. I told you earlier that at first, if you read this on a pretty superficial, shallow level, you think, oh, the writer's been positive about war. However, if that were the case, if that were what the writer was trying to accomplish, this really positive message about war, we wouldn't have had all these negative images that are right here beside these positive verbs. So because of this, we realize her tone is not really positive. It might seem that way, but it's not. So how would you really describe the author's tone toward war? List some tone words for me somewhere on the page. All right, now this is number eight, and you're going to have to pause me for a little bit. And you're going to have to open up a new tab. I want you to go on the internet, and I want you to look up this word for me. Satire. S-A-T-I-R-E. Satire. And I want you to write the definition of that word somewhere on the page. All right, now, here's a, this might be a brand new word for you, but I think it's worthy of, of discussion. You can take the word satire, you can make it an adjective by saying the word satirical. Okay? Now, the author's tone here could be considered satirical. Can you tell me why? Make some notes somewhere on your page. All right, last thing I've got for you, and this is usually the last thing we always talk about. So you put all this stuff together, all these images, this mood, this tone, and you should be pretty well on your way to figuring out what her message really was. What was the theme she was really going for? So here's what I want you to do. Somewhere on the page, I want you to write the word theme, and I want you to write a sentence or two, and I want you to tell me what you think the author was really trying to tell us. What is really her message? All right, well, that's gonna complete our session. You've successfully completed the annotations if you followed my directions and you stopped to, to actually execute those directions. <laughs> All right, well, we'll be talking together soon about this poem. Thank you for listening.